there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy. That means it's another week of Nebraska Preps postgame. Uh... With my man JP, this one's a little different. This we're kind of just going to shoot the breeze here a little bit. <laughs> Usually, we're re- either recapping, you know, basketball or football, or we're talking about things that have actually happened. This one's a little bit different because we're going to forecast and provide some insight and think, or talk about what we think may happen. Man, JP, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. It's a little gloomy outside, but other than that. Uh, Pretty good day. Yeah, that's it? <laughs> How you been otherwise? Uh, things have slowed down a little bit. Uh, got to get back in the gym, uh, start coaching again uh, this week, so always was, improves the mood. All right, so, so wait a minute. Was that last week you tweeted out the picture of the gym? You made it seem like you were actually getting shots up, though. <laughs> you, you weren't coaching. Or you finally had some free time to play a couple of games? Yeah. Um, Can you yeah. still shoot? <laughs> About as well as I ever could. We'll go with that. Really? <laughs> okay, okay. Is that that might be a little humility. It or, comes and goes. Yeah. Your your brother's still giving it to you? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played one on one for a while. Um we missed out on our kind of annual Christmas uh I'm just wasn't able to make it happen this year. Usually get in there and play uh, on Christmas Eve, but uh we'll, we'll get back at it at some point here. <laughs> wow. He's just not afraid. Need him to uh, need him to scrimmage with uh, our, our guys now. You can focus on those uh, young guys. Hey, so, so which do you like better, coaching or playing? Uh, <laughs> depends. Uh, I see, see. That's kind of how I am too. If I only had to do it like once or twice and demo a drill, yeah. or you know, like they're like, "Oh, Coach B, you know, you should put on pads." I could do it once, <laughs> and it'd probably be fun. But anything more than that, I'm 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 rolling I'm rolling the dice. Yeah, um, fortunately, I get to play quite a bit usually, um, depending my schedule getting in the way. Um, got a few different uh, groups that I uh, can play with, so stay active as much as I can. Uh, but coaching, it's definitely uh, definitely really enjoy it, and nothing quite like um, kind of in the final moments of a big win when you guys realize what you've just pulled off. Um, mm. Had a few of those last summer, so. Hey, so this is this snuck up on us early, right? State championships, which just you know ten days ago, and and here we are. Heck, we leave this weekend, uh, and I by we I mean ETG. We are headed to Fayetteville. Are you surprised that the summer schedule is like? We're talking the end of March. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still trying to like gather rosters from different places, trying to figure out who's playing where. Um, and then, yeah, I saw that in the schedule for ETG, which uh, stands everything to gain. It's the, the kind of the new branding of the the top teams at OSA. They kind of split those off into their own little group. Um, so 
that's uh, that team and those guys, like you said, heading down for a kind of warm-up uh, tournament this weekend. Had a handful of practices now and going to go see what they can do. Yeah, it, it's been really, really busy. I, I kind of like the um, I like the field. You know, the Celtics are down there. The Arkansas Twisters are there. Um, it's It seems like some good programs now. That's pretty fluid, and, and we'll see what happens with who's on what roster. But, I mean, off on the cuff, uh, just looking at the rosters for, on Northern Exposure, or excuse me, the teams and the bracket, it, it looks to be like it's going to be pretty competitive. Yeah, well, I, I think buddy Mike Sauter's going down there, so I told him uh, he's just going to have to periscope the whole thing for me so I can follow along because I'm hey, not making the trip Yeah, there. that's the best way to do it. But, you know, everybody was talking to me. I guess I didn't realize it was only a six-hour drive. Mm. And people say it's pretty easy, right? That's why the whole Arkansas thing with C- the CWS and, and Nebraska getting down there for regionals, like it was – it's a fairly quick, easy drive. I did not think six hours when mm. I when I pulled it up a couple of weeks ago. But, I mean, I would do it. Oh. I, actually, I am going to do it. So. <laughs> I sh- oh. And if it wasn't in the morning, I, I should have got – you know, because I'll probably we'll leave, um, we'll leave Omaha um, probably around eight forty-five nine. But I'm going to split the show because I don't want to. I like to. I like my job. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to leave at eight, and I was like, "Shoot, man!" I said, "I could. We could grab like, you know, Jacob or." And I was like, "Wait a minute, Jacob's not going to be up. <laughs> It'd be close, <laughs> and Sauter's going to be gone. So I don't know. Toss up. Sharpie's used to going alone." Yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's done that for a while. So we're bringing our guy so, Robbie. He'll stir the pot a little bit. And got some good up, options there yeah, for sure. Catch up on the NCAA. So we're just taking a look at rosters, kind of the schedule, how you kind of foresee we, whether it's recruit look. There's there's so many new things on the horizon. Obviously, you mentioned ETG with everything to gain um, as the Crusaders or OSA is kind of on a one a one year hiatus. Yeah. And yeah, and we'll we'll kind of next week. I think we can dive full into the whole the summer preview as we kind of get all these figured out more. The but, rosters, yeah, kind of finalized. Yeah, um, but just kind of touching on some things like yeah, he's, uh, so they'll be playing on the Adidas Gold this year, which is where the what was formerly the National One teams now um, they're calling them the Adidas Gold teams because that's where they're going to be playing. They kind of made their way onto that circuit uh, mid season last summer. And they're going to keep playing on that way. So they'll have both those playing on that. Um, obviously, you guys will try to get in some big tournaments, earn your way in uh, some places to kind of beef up the schedule as well. Um, but our plan is to be back uh, on the 3SSV the, the next summer. And um, then you'll have the OSA kind of off on their own. We've got – I'm coaching. So now Elite Elite One is what they're calling it now, um, which was National 2 last summer. So we're going to um, – Play a pretty good schedule. We're gonna. They started a new league, uh, the Midwest Champion uh, Champion Circuit, which is kind of replacing the Sanford Pentagon League that we dropped out of last summer. Um, it's a deal with OSA, the arena, and some other area um, programs. Kind of collaborated to to, to feel this own, this new circuit. Um, so that'll be a three. That'll take up three weeks of our schedule. So I'm looking forward to getting to work. I think um, just looking around. Uh, I, I know I, I'm. I think the, the rosters are pretty solid here for uh, the Golden uh, Elite teams. I think Supreme's always going to be deep in talent. Um, we'll be getting those Lincoln Supreme teams um, here probably this week. 
So I get to kind of break that down a little bit more, but, um, and we'll see kind of what some of the other, uh, obviously you've got the Hoffmans and the, the factories yeah. and, um, uh, and some of these other ones at powerhouse, you've got some other teams that, uh, have a chance to field some good rosters too, that'll, that'll be following. Are you surprised? Like if you're so, you know, I'm right, you're JP and you're coaching, right? So you got to kind of take, remove yourself from this and, and youth are coming to you and they're looking at how the summer circuit works. And sometimes it is dependent on talent level, but let's assume every kid thinks that colleges are going to be looking at them, whether it's D2, D3, NAIA, D- Division One, whatever. How are you telling kids to look at how to utilize the summer? Yeah, like you said, it uh, a large part of it does depend on the talent level and what your ultimate goals are. But out uh, for the most part, like there aren't going to be D1 kids running around all over the place. A lot of it top out D2 and um, NAIA. Yeah. Uh, D3 um, kind of in that same mold as NAIA. But, um, so the important thing, I think, for them is we've got some of the best small college basketball in the country in this region. The GPAC is one of the best NAIA leagues. Um, you've got the uh, MIA um, in basketball in this kind of region as well. So ultimately, you need to go – you need to play in some tournaments um, – that are going to be competitive that you'll have those area coaches at. And that's, I think, obviously some, I think some kids are looking for opportunities to get away and you always, you'll see kind of some of those, those random you know, kids that get offers to go play across the country. And if that's ultimately what you want to, that's um, credit, credit to you. Um, go take advantage of those opportunities. But I think first and foremost, play uh, River City is every coach in the, uh, in the surrounding 500 mile radius, whatever, like all the GPAC coaches, all the D2 coaches, they're all going to be there at, at River Cities and they are every year. So um, I think that's kind of the most important. Go somewhere where um, you've got programs going to develop you and give you a chance to kind of play your game and show what you're capable of. Do you, uh, do, that you, do you like comfortable with you like how the live periods are kind of getting back to like when those are going to hit from a timing standpoint for the tournaments? Yeah, because the last couple of years have been it's been a little wonky. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been tough and credit to organizations and coaches and everybody that trying to that tried to navigate the the dead the extended dead period where coaches weren't able to get in the gyms um in terms of d1 coaches NAIA coaches can still kind of uh do whatever um they wanted to do but um now it is good for kids to know like okay these these are the big weeks gonna be a lot of coaches at these uh these tournaments got to be ready for this week um get to travel a little bit again obviously the last couple of years you've kind of been uh, depending on the teams have been a little bit more conservative maybe uh, uh not travel as much i think uh, on my schedule right now we've got a tournament in chicago at the end of the summer which is uh farther uh is a little bit different than what we've done recently um a lot of kansas city uh, uh sioux falls and that type of stuff so um it'll be good more opportunities for kids to go out and play experience different places uh and play in these big tournaments so let's 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 talk kind of movers and shakers. There's obviously a couple of rosters um, of of some of the bigger names um, that we've talked about on the show. Kind of changing addresses: the the Jake Bracks, the Tate Oddbodies, uh, you know, uh, Will Coopers. There's a lot a lot of guys kind of on the move. Um, you, where do you want to start? Fifteen, sixteen, seventeens. Yeah, probably start at the top. Top. Well, that means 17s, <laughs> which is going to be kind of an interesting year, right? Because the 2023s haven't garnered a ton of attention. 
Yeah. Um, right now, what uh, you've got Josiah Dotser with multiple offers, and at this point, he's the only one with multiple offers in the class. Uh, you got Drake and Liberty there, and Josiah is going to go play down for Mocan this summer. Um, and that that's, I mean, with losing out on the opportunity to play full-time at the shoe circuit, it's kind of not a surprise that kids are going to be looking for other opportunities. And um, I think they'll, st- they'll still be a solid squad, but it's uh, more credit to them. Again, it's you got to ultimately judge what's important for you to get out of the summer, especially the 17U summer. This is your la- last real chance to, to play summer basketball. So you got to determine, all right, what's important to you, and then make de- uh, decisions based off that. So, like, let's say if you're a guy like David Harmon and, and you've got, I think, right now I think Wayne just came in um, yeah. with an offer after his impressive performance after the state tournament. Do you think you roll the dice or do you do you commit? Do you say yes and then, you know, you go play college basketball? That's the question that he's facing right now, and we'll see at the very least um, can go play in the spring and should still have some opportunities there to, to make a decision. But um, the ETG team's got two guys um, that are uh, seniors, and David Harmon and Jameson Gruber from Council Plus Abraham Lincoln uh, set to play and kind of see what opportunities they may be able to, to gain uh, this year. And David is a guy that he had a really good summer last year on one of the OSA yeah. national teams. So. Playing a little bit uh, lower level circuit, you're wondering, okay, um, this kid's interesting. Let's see what he, uh, what he's going to do in this high school season. And then he carried that right into the season. Obviously, state champion, 26 points in the championship game. I think certainly turned some heads. Um, obviously, some areas in his game that still need to work on in terms of um, long term and depending on what level he's hoping to reach. Uh, but I, I think he... With a good spring, he definitely could. Again, I think the Wayne State is kind of the start of it because uh, he had NAIA offers previously um, throughout the past year. So that's kind of the first um, Division Two, and we'll see kind of where that leads. So you're, you're talking about we we were talking about some of the 2023s um, with Dotzler and 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 that's Milliken and and Oddbody and 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 Jake Brack and. And Connor Milken Connor. is kind of the one main guy from that uh, OSA 16s team that stuck out with ETG. Um, obviously, you mentioned Jake Brack and uh, Tate Oddbody. They both, and Brendan Clemens also um, went over to Supreme play on the um, UAA circuit this summer. So you're looking at that roster for Supreme. That's a lot of long, bigger bodies. Uh, Chase is going to have uh, a chore kind of being, as you would, Look at it. What the primary ball handler? Uh, yeah, you've got they, they've got a few. You look at those supreme rosters. They've got a few um, Iowa kids kind of throughout the rosters. And Chase Anderson is um, kid from Des Moines Hoover um, coming over. Kevian Hayes is Sioux City West. I saw him play with, um, the Showtime Hoopers last summer, and kid's a bucket. Like he he was he was really really good. So they've got a couple of Iowa guards coming over to um, kind of supplement that roster, and then Ryland Smith. Um, running the point there also um, coming over from OSA last year. Hopefully hopefully he can have a healthy summer and kind of get back on track because last year was a struggle for him. He yeah. didn't really – never got a chance to showcase what he was capable of. Um, and uh, they added Skyline Williams, who is the younger brother of Jalen Courtney Williams, the Creighton assistant. Uh, his family moved up here uh, kind of mid-year, and he played JV at, at Millard North uh, as kind of a move-in. But – have a chance to, to play uh, a big role for them next year and 
Uh, my guy, Carter Templemeyer uh, from Lincoln East, he more than earned this opportunity to go up and play on a, a top level. And I'm excited to see, hopefully, that he can kind of turn some heads for that team as well. So, like, the, 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 the freedom of movement and, and guys kind of um, looking at teams, how important do you feel like it is in the summer for folks to look at fit and style of play versus some kind, sometimes you can kind of just fall in love with trying to procure talent? And that, that's a huge part of it. For, and that's like I was talking earlier. you got to go somewhere where you're comfortable that you're going to get a chance to showcase what you want to showcase. And that doesn't always mean like just ball in your hands. You do everything. Um, like you, you need to be part of a team. Uh, but you want to go somewhere you do have an opportunity to, to showcase what you're good at mm-hmm. and to play the kind of style that will allow you to do that. Um, so that's, again, we've got some pretty good coaches, I think, uh, for some of these teams, uh, especially some of these high-level teams. And so I, I think that is an important thing. Like you, Obviously, the, the, the level uh, of play is uh, something that everybody looks at. Oh, shoe circuit, shoe circuit, shoe circuit. Um, but ultimately, especially – you look at kind of the, the back end of those teams, like the 10th man on the shoe circuit team versus the first option on the team right below that. That's something that I think a, a lot of kids uh, could consider as well, have more of a chance to showcase what you can do when you're not <laughs> battling with other high-level guys for, for touches. Um, so th- there's a lot of things I think that you consider going into when, when you make those decisions, but ultimately – you have to have a team that fits together uh, or those kids won't be able to showcase uh, what they do best. When you're so the the schedules and kind of how they're falling out, you know, kind of how they're shaking out and I know we're kind of waiting to hear from coach Reeder um a little bit on 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 what that schedule is going to be for for some of those guys in the summer and new circuits. How weary would you be or what would you advise in terms of where to play, you know, ETG's trying to play their way in uh, to some of the showcases. Um, obviously, uh, Supreme is playing with, you know, Under Armour. When when you're taking a look at trying to give something a name, how much do you look at new developments and new circuits? Uh, yeah, that's, I, I know, like, we were talking about Supreme, they're going to be playing on the NXT Pro, which is uh, a new league. I mentioned the, the one that the... OSA elite teams are going to be playing on is new as well. Um, ultimately, as long as those events, like you trust the people running on, they're, they're run well, um, you can get some coaches in those gyms, then um, that's, that's ultimately what matters, just as long as you kind of trust the, the person running that it'll be a good experience. And that's ultimately what you're looking for, a good experience, uh, have everything run well, uh, have a chance to go play some good teams, and um, kind of let everything fall out uh, a- after that. So... Um, it, it is a lot on the relationship and the judgment of the people running these organizations to to evaluate, all right, is this going to be good for us? Because I, I talked about the Sanford Pentagon. Uh, OSA was in that league for a long time, and mm-hmm. they, they had some good runs. Like um, There were some good teams in that league, but the last couple of years, uh, both the tournament series and the basketball league, kind of they had the two levels for the top teams and then the, the national teams right below it. And the talent level, just the competition level, fell off last year. And that, between between the competition level and some of the kind of restrictions and some of the in Minneapolis last year, that's what ultimately led to OSA deciding, all right, we're going to drop out. This isn't, this isn't what it used to be. We're not going to uh, keep going with this league. We want better competition. We want better opportunities for our kids. 
Um, so that's what led to them uh, dropping out last year and now looking uh, into this new league. So um, that's ultimately, again, you get, you're trying, as an organization, you're trying to create the best opportunity for the kids that choose to play for you. Um, and I think that's the goal for everybody that's involved in this. All right, so let's go back to kind of some of the rosters that we were looking at with um, the 17s. What kind of jumps out at you as, as kind of some interesting combinations in rosters? Yeah, it's on the ETG 17s for sure. The guy I'm most interesting or most interested to see is Malachi Washington uh, from Boys Town. Yeah. And dude averaged 18 and 14 this year for the Cowboys. And I still haven't really gotten a chance to, to see him play. I've seen the numbers that he's put up the last couple of years. Like, oh, interesting. 6'6 six, six or so. Um, obviously, monster double double guy. Um, I kind of want to see what he looks like, and I'm glad that they were able to work it out for him to, to get this opportunity, especially because they need it. They're a little short on yeah, some, some of their other size kind of that they thought they'd have fell through. And so it's, he's going to have a huge role on that team and a lot of responsibility. Um, everybody else on that team I think I've, I've seen quite a bit for the most part. You've got Jackson Stuvey and Trey Moseman and Maul Jall sticking around from last year. You've got uh, J.J. Farron and Paxson Piedkowski joining it. Uh, and then we mentioned Milliken, Hartman, and Gruber uh, as kind of the, the backcourt there. So um, th- that's kind of what that 17s is going to look like right now. And Washington, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing kind of Milliken and what he looks like now. Obviously, last year you had Dotzler and Milliken and Smith and uh, Oddvati and all these guys that arguably, like, and I mean, I think Brack kind of rose into that mix during the season. Yeah. He wasn't necessarily that guy last summer just yet, but he probably had four or five of the, the best kids in that, that whole class just on that one team. So um, we'll see how it works out. Obviously, we know Harmon's good and Gruber's uh, a guy that uh, is certainly aggressive offensively. So we'll see how kind of the ball handling, the shot distribution uh, opportunities shake out. But I'm kind of interested to see what Milliken looks like as that number one option versus one uh, A, one B, one C, one D, kind of like they had last year. When you take so, let, let's jump over to um, the Supreme because we talk to those guys all the time, and and they're playing on a on another uh, circuit, obviously with with UA. What are you seeing there that's kind of interesting to you? Sorry about that. I just saw some some news from y- your partner uh, Gary Sharp. Oh uh, yeah, he's st- he's upset. The Dolphins have made a move for Tyreek Hill. <laughs> uh, yeah, that happened. But also Jalen Hunter, Old Dominion, Max Polk um, walked on at uh, uh, was it Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne this year, yeah. and uh, Chase Thompson was at SEMO, uh, all in the portal. Um, so some om- former Omaha products kind of looking for for new homes right now. I know yeah. Jalen, I think, had a pretty good year for Old Dominion. Uh, stepping in to a big role this year, um, but uh, anyway. So what were <laughs> what was the question again? The rosters, rosters, yeah. rosters. Uh, we hopped over to Supreme. Yeah, and so they actually uh, Antela San Linnell from Lincoln North Star is the only guy back on that team from last year um, that that played on that Supreme six teams last summer. And Porter ba- ba- Basil is uh, joining as well, who played out in Arizona last summer. Um, so I think that kind of covers everybody you talked about there. We'll, we'll see kind of how all these pieces, all these guys that um, obviously Ryland Tate and Jacob played together, but nobody else on that team has really uh, played together before this. So 
Um, they, they've got besides Brennan and Antela. Are, are we going to get a healthy Brennan Clemens? I think is the is kind of the thing. That's the question too, because again, he struggled to stay on the court last summer, and then even high school season missed uh, was in a boot to to close out the regular season. Unfortunately, so when. when when he's healthy, he's been capable double-double type of guy. Um, he played a big role defensively for that OSA team last summer, allowed them to match up with some of the bigger teams. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see kind of ho- hopefully for his sake because it's his last chance um, at playing a full um, AAU summer. Let's jump down to the, the 16s. Um, really good years, 2024. A lot of people talk about it. And it's a little more spread out now. A little, it's, it's diversified a little bit. Yeah, and obviously that's uh, for the ETG. That's the team that your son Caleb was playing for, and uh, they brought back most of um, their team from last year. Um, I'm, uh, unfortunately, Ricky Lofton from Omaha South uh, got gonna, the injury. Yeah, suffered in district play, right? Yeah. Um, just right at the end of the high school season, the knee injury. So that's going to knock him out, unfortunately. Um, hope, hoping for a speedy and. Um, uh, good recovery there for him, but you brought most of your guys back, and you added uh, Isaiah McMorris and uh, Elijah Geth from Miller North as um, kind of depth there, and then Caleb Steele, who's homeschooled um, kid, is a- adding a little bit more more size there because he did lose Will Cooper, who is going to play for uh, Supreme. He played a uh, factory previously in uh, yeah, in middle going school, back. and then came to OSA to play w- with you guys last summer, and, and now um, with. Uh, Supreme playing on the UAA circuit and s- some of the size, I think, played, probably played a factor there too. I don't know that he wants to to, to battle with the the big guys in the middle. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm curious though. Like I, I keep hearing that, I just wonder like how that's going to change. Well, um, flip over to Supreme. They've got Jacob Rope, obviously, uh, is sticking with that team, and then they added a, a big guy, six six, uh, big body, strong guy from uh, Des Moines East and Tyrant Wright. Um, so. Get, get a little bit more uh, size in the middle there for Supreme. They, again, they've got they uh, they certainly mine the surrounding areas for to add some pieces. And Traveri Cavill from Des Moines Lincoln, Jaden Renfro from um, down in Kansas City area, and um, to, to go with Wright. So you got three kids from out of state on that team. They added Marcus Glock also, who came over from from, from OSA. Yep. And, and then beyond that, it's uh, they stuck with Eldon Turner, uh, Lena Prokorski. Who, who I like, yeah. Be a good backcourt. Um, Jake Hilkman uh, and Bon Boom, who were on that team last year as well. So um, that's kind of what the Supreme 16s are looking like. So you got a mix of um, some really good local talent and then infused with uh, some, some from surrounding states as well. And then a, another good group, uh, 2025s, have got some guys that are definitely on or will be on the radars. Not as paramount a summer year but man is it a good chance to get off to a good start yeah for sure we'll, we'll see this is kind of our first look at these guys at uh, at this level and with, with supreme they've, they've actually got a 2026 player uh playing up uh corian gallatin from fremont <laughs> um real shifty point guard yeah can handle um, it yeah so he'll he'll have a lot of handling ball handling responsibilities on the team because you look at that roster and they got a lot of size a lot of length on that team um and they also Creighton Bracker from Abraham Lincoln, um, and Natish Sankaranti from Waukee Northwest um, added a couple uh, kids from out of state, and then after that, it, the rest is all Nebraska. And you've got um, Chuck Love and Braden Frager from Lincoln Southwest, uh, both about six five and long, athletic. Uh, obviously, Chuck and shoot Braden can really get downhill. Um, 
Robbie Garcia adding size in the middle. We saw him play a good role for Bellevue West, West early. Yeah. yeah, Derek Rollins uh, got a varsity jersey at, at Miller North, um, kind of second half of the season. Uh, ben Johnson played varsity ball for Con- uh, for Carney this summer, uh, kind of played a, a key role for that team. Bryson Ball can shoot the ball, and then Taven Murphy played some varsity as well for, for Omaha South. So um, that's kind of what the Supreme roster is looking like. Uh, and for the ETG, it's you, a good. This is a good group. And you kind of get smaller, but they're starting to add some length now. Yeah, especially and, if if Shoal stays. Yeah, and you kind of add the uh, kind of combine the T and E and OSA from last year. You got a few guys from each of those teams, uh, which is um, something that we kind of typically stand to see. You got BJ Bradford, Trey Griggs, Reese Kircher um, as kind of the ball handlers. There, Bradford, Southeast, really shifty. Uh, I believe he started played he's a big fearless. role for Southeast he's this year. He's absolutely fearless. Coming off a good Saturday scrimmage the other day, he's uh, he he does not he is very very competitive and very quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kircher uh, for Papio South, we Smart. saw started this year for them. Tremendous ball handler, and, highly, highly skilled with handling the basketball and can shoot as well. And Trey Griggs, the younger brother of, or I guess the next one in the Griggs family. Yeah, uh, and crafty too. He gives them some toughness. He's got a little dog in him. Had a couple of really nice moves, handling the ball, playing with some poise. I, I like their backcourt quite a bit. Yeah, Kavion Reynolds, long guard from Lincoln Southwest, and then Sam Sauerdyke, who um, started to put up almost 20 a game at Thayer Central this year. Uh, just physical. Big, strong yeah, kid. Plays hard. Bull, bull in a china shop kind of kid that's just going to go hard. Um, so that, that's kind of the, the T&E guys. And then uh, you've got Tyson Oddbody, uh, Tate's younger brother, who played JV at Westside this year. Yeah. Big, strong kid. He's really uh, improved his skill level. Starting to really come yeah. into his own in terms of handling the basketball, his depth and touch around the rim. He's He's been good. Yeah, over the last year, I think he's really made a big leap. Um, and you, you've got Carson Healy, another West Side JV kid, yeah. uh, played as a come, freshman. Coming out of the boot. Um, and, and Will Farrington is a shooter for Elkhorn North. Um, and then you mentioned Brock Scholl kind of um, adding sides in the middle from Omaha younger brother Mitch Scholl, who unfortunately – had to miss the season because of an injury. So um, I think that's kind of um, working our way through the, the ETG and the, the Supreme rosters. We'll, um, it's worth mentioning we'll have to we'll, – we'll see some significant coaching movement in the high school ranks. Um, I just – that is going to be really, really interesting. I, I know a couple of guys will probably assume roles that were already on, on the bench, and, and I get it, but – Yes, Adam Brill is, is stepping in for uh, Brian Spitschka at Lincoln Pius the 10th. We know that already. Um, you have to think at Miller North with Tim Cannon finally announcing the news. Uh, not unexpected. Any coachettes? Hard to go off. Yeah, hard, hard to go out better than back-to-back state championships. But Mike Esselmeyer has been there for a long time and has done a really good job. Uh, as the lead good, assistant good, there. good person, too. Pulling the Vista, Omaha Central, Elkhorn South, Lincoln North Star, Norfolk, Waverly, and... Plus the Westview, like you've got the new ones that are, and and potentially what happens with, um, you know, Coach Stoffel, who's only going to coach one more year yeah. before he assumes full time admin duties. We're, we're still waiting uh, for Bruce Chubbuck Senior and his decision. I think yeah. he'll kind of decide here a little bit later in the off season. I, I, I think everybody expects him to to call it a career, but with him, you never quite know yeah. if, if if that itch hits him again in a, in a month or two, and he's like. Let's go one more year if he's feeling good physically. Um, but uh, if that if that change happens, I think we'd probably see Bruce Trebek Jr. Um, he's got they've got another option there that could step in as well. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see who fills these open jobs because not only 
you're going to have some coaches applying for some other jobs, which creates some other openings that's, right. uh, and have potentially some outside the state interest. You've got lead assistants that are ready to step up. So w- once all those kind of get sorted out, we'll, we'll definitely hit on those again. But I think next next week we'll, uh, we'll be pretty heavy on the summer ball again. Yeah, we'll preview it. We'll have it all for you. See if we can even break some news, too, if we get a few little, you know, whispers out there that we can pass along with you. Another great week, Nebraska Preps Post uh, game. That's my man, Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB. We'll be back next week. A Huda Media Production.